I believe a cabal of secret societies has controlled the world for 200 plus years, and we get to be alive at a time to see it fall. I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots can have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. I believe that we have an omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent God that has put his hand on this moment in time to deny the timeline of the enemy and is about to heal our land. This is Rick, your host, and I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. Join us now for the Blessed Teach Show, and let's see what God is doing today. Here we are on Monday, July 10th, 2023, and I've got a packed show for you discussing Biden's fall that's in full force on the Democrats' uh, plans to get Trump off the 2024 ticket. They have a new approach. Obviously, they're going to continue everything they can to try to get him off that ticket. Again, I don't think we're going to be having a 2024 election the way, the standard way. I think it's going to be a special election, and uh, you've had heard my opinion probably quite a bit on that, but... Um, it's it's important to, for Trump to continue to play his role as a person that does what makes sense for the country and loves the country. Eventually, people are going to see the difference and start moving over to him in droves, much bigger droves, I believe. And they, once they see the voter fraud, they're going to go, um, let's have a special election, get rid of this guy, da-da-da, right? So that'll happen, I believe, before January 20th of 2025. But we'll see if I'm right. But uh, exciting things uh, we're going to report on here. We got we're going to have uh, Kirk Elliott come on here soon to talk about um, a huge, huge event in the BRICS nations, um, and uh, and we'll we'll talk about that. It's a fulfilled prophecy, by the way, of Amanda Grace. That's another thing that's just, so you're not wasting your time here as we're reporting on what the prophets are saying, what the Bible's saying, what the anons are saying, what Trump is saying. Um, it's all coming together, right? It's it's pretty incredible to be able to see um, what all these, and we actually have um, um, our doctor, Dr. Kirk Elliott, the expert in this area, coming to talk about what's happening in the BRICS nations, and that we'll cover real shortly. But it's it's amazing that, um, you know, everybody was saying the dollar's gone, all the BRICS are gonna take over the world, um, and they're all teaming up against the dollar. But then all of a sudden you have a judgment from the Lord basically saying that the BRICS nation, that BRICS going to fall out. <laughs> a BRICS going to fall out the brick, right? I think is the, the wording that Amanda Grace had. But it'll be interesting to dig into um, what Kirk thinks this really means for the BRICS nation. Still, the Babylonian financial system is going to fall. And uh, things are going to get extremely ugly, but it's going to be for our benefit if we prepare, right? 
that's why we we uh, love to have Kurt come on and talk to us about it. So Kurt, just give me the thumbs up when you think you have your audio and video working. All right, good stuff. So Kirk, uh, big news today. So tell us what's going on. It's it's really big. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, gotcha. Awesome. So I I was I was looking today and I was actually talking to David and Stacy Whited over at Flyover Conservatives yeah. and because I said, oh my word, India just left the BRICS nations, Oof. right? So so this is just really hot off the presses, like literally thirty minutes ago. So I'm just gonna read you just the excerpts from the South Asia Index. It's a news newspaper in, in New Delhi. Um, in a major blow to BRICS, India has backed out from creating a common BRICS currency for trade. Indian foreign minister says India will not support any common BRICS currency for trade. The BRICS have been working on a new common currency for trade between BRICS countries replacing the dollar. A prominent Chinese think tank has asked to expel India from BRICS, declaring it's the weakest link. So, um, interesting. Many Western, yeah, isn't isn't that interesting? Yeah. So, so then I, I was digging in a little bit further over the last thirty minutes or so. Well, uh, but, but, but that, you know, that, you know that reminds me. Though Kurt reminds me of uh, if somebody breaks up with their boyfriend or girlfriend, and another person says, "No, I'm breaking up with you." <laughs> right, it's, China's it's not you, it's China, me, China's right? response, <laughs> right? India leaves, and they go, "No, no, you're out." <laughs> yeah, yeah so, so I mean, it does it does feel like that, but this is this is a huge blow. And over the last, I don't know, four or five times, you know, we've we've been talking here. I'm blessed to teach. You know, we, we've talked about how there's opposition to BRICS already. This might be why um, the BRICS nations are amassing thousands of tons of gold, right? Because A, they're using it as a carrot to entice people into their system, or B, they know that BRICS might not, the, the CBDC at the BRICS nations might not be an easy path, mm -hmm. right? Because you're seeing what's happening in the United States with, with Florida and Ron DeSantis saying, we're not gonna take CBDCs. Texas, uh, you know, under legislation to have a state chartered central bank backed by gold. Same in Alaska. Many states taking gold as legal tender. Hong Kong telling Shanghai, it's like, you know, we're not going to accept BRICS. We're not even going to recognize the BRICS CBDC currency. And then the so what's happening in India is of the BRICS nations, India has the strongest GDP growth. Yeah, I was going to so say, how can, you call, how can you call this a weakest link? That's a bunch of baloney. China's being no, you know, blown it, smoke. I don't, well, it's a weakest link because they're not completely on board. That's oh, why they're I got the you. Okay, yeah. I got you. I was going to say so, they're a so, huge economy. Yeah, so what their foreign minister had said is, you know, or finance minister said, we're going to actually build up the rupee. We're, we don't want any part of this other regionally traded thing. We don't want part of the BRICS nations. We want out, mm -hmm. right? So, so huge blow. And then when I was telling David and Stacy at Flyover, you know, where I just happened to be talking to them, I was like, oh my word, the hot off the presses, like what just happened. They said, oh my word, well, look at this. And Amanda Grace uh, had a yes. prophetic word yes. on July 3rd, where she said, you know, thus saith the Lord, a, a brick is going to fall out of the BRICS nations, yes. right? Um, because yeah. they're, they're, this is my little paraphrase, they're, they're sick and tired of the corruption behind the system kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, pretty amazing that a week ago, she had a prophetic word. A few days after that, the, the, the kind of starts talking a little bit 
about um, India saying, I don't know if we're going to back this thing. And then boom, they're out. Uh -huh. It's like, wow. But but it doesn't surprise great. me that God knows, right? It doesn't yeah. surprise me. <laughs> no question about and that. And it doesn't surprise me that behind the scenes, spiritually, there's opposition to this corrupt central bank digital currency thing, which is all about taking away our freedoms. Yes. It's all about restricting us from buying or selling if we're, our ideology doesn't match up with it, which is, to me, the mark of the beast, right? So, of course, God's going to be involved in this and making that a difficult road, which India pulling out is a very big thing. Now, what's really cool for people who are invested in gold and silver, this is going to create havoc, right? Because next month, on August 22nd through 26th, the BRICS nations are meeting in, in South Africa, like what we talked about last week, and they're having this big, huge shindig with over 30 heads of state saying, we're, we're going to have this currency that's going to be backed by gold, right? Yeah, so, and I, wanted, I wanted to just show this real quick as you get into that conclusion. It said, this is, this is July 3rd, Land of Grace. It says, for some of the BRICS shall fall off says the lord and actually the lord had her spell it b-r-i-c-s which is the which is the, the currency right there there shall be a breaking off of such as some realize the vendetta that lies underneath and will not partake in a shell to hide such corrupt dealings says the lord so anyway i just wanted to kind of give people a little context on that and i don't know if that changes anything you're going to say but go ahead go ahead no it, it doesn't and i'm no. glad that you did that because i never want to take any word of the of the lord out of context <laughs> yeah, right yeah. and it was and that's the exact quote but it's all about the corruption that they are that she said they were going to leave and now they don't want anything to do with it right so this is this is amazing which tells us there's corruption behind the scenes. Exactly. Because when what happens is exactly what the Lord told Amanda, you, you have to put two and two together and say, yep, there's corruption behind the scenes. Um, India wanting to build up their own currency. So this is pretty amazing. But to get to that point where people would accept a central bank digital currency, we've talked numerous times about how banks are going to need to fail, how the very safest investment that people think that they have or safest place, not even investment, is their, their bank accounts, right? Well, right. Um, this morning on CNBC, article came out, CNBC, very mainstream media, right? right? Well, it says the American banking landscape is on the cusp of a seismic shift, expect more pain to come. <laughs> so the gist of this article was underneath a, a lot of the bank failures that we're seeing, the low capitalization, there's massive consolidation. So the author of this says they're expecting within the next 10 years, so that's not very long in the grand scheme of things, mm -hmm. that 50% of all banks in America will be gone. Um, not not necessarily gone, gone, like out of business gone, but, but gobbled up, consolidated by the big ones, by JP Morgan Chase, by Bank of America. The so globalist. <laughs> yeah, 50%. Right. So, so the reason is because there's a lot of scrutiny coming in as bank after bank after bank starts failing. There's going to be a tendency for government overreach and more exactly. regulation. Exactly. It's going to be more expensive and regional and small banks aren't going to be able to afford that. So therefore they just go out of business. Well, this is exactly what they want, Rick, because um, I know a lot of bank presidents, um, who are believers like us, who are patriots like us, who want absolutely nothing to do with the Fed now app and central bank digital currency. They, they don't want it, they don't want to play. Well, there's that's gonna be immediate opposition. 
right? right? Which is why probably why states like Florida and Texas and Alaska are moving away from central bank digital currency, right? But but it's it's hard to corral that many people who don't who are basically not part of the system. But if if through manufactured crisis these banks are forced to be bought out by the bigger ones, well now you're corralling the masses into your own system, right? So so it's going to take a basically a lot of capital that they don't have um, to actually get through this storm. And so this is why they're going to have to, under stress, um, be like walking wounded and just sort of float into these bigger systems because I believe there's gonna be a lot more costs coming down the road, down the pipeline. It's gonna depress returns and it's gonna pressure earnings for these small banks. And these higher costs are gonna require greater scale which you can only get with a large bank buying them out. So the problem to all of us is, oh, wow, we think this this will be great. You know, these these big banks buying out the medium and small ones are gonna have capital to withstand a storm. <laughs> Not so fast, right? Because JP Morgan itself has over $50 trillion of derivatives debt, right? So they're just gonna add more debt as they buy out failing banks. Bank of America has over $27 trillion worth of derivatives debt. This doesn't make the world a safer place financially. Not at In all. Fact, it's consolidating the pain. And they're using a lot <laughs> of those derivatives to buy short, short silver and gold. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is this is not a good cycle moving forward that we're rolling into. But thankfully, we've got a God who loves us and cares about us, who is actually speaking to people like Amanda and the prophets and, and telling us that these things are going to happen. Why? Because he cares about us. Right. Mm -hmm. And and when you know that things are coming, you can act accordingly, which is why you and I have been talking, shouting it from the rooftops for a long time yes. now. Mm -hmm. Get out of the harm's way. No Get out question. of Dodge. Allocate into physical, tangible assets like gold and silver. Because here's the thing. August 22nd through 26th, if the, and I have no reason to believe why they're not making this announcement on that day, the BRICS nation say, we're going to have this big joint BRICS common currency backed by gold. Gold and silver go through the roof. Mm -hmm. If you have two thirds of the world's population already. Um, well, now it's gonna be less with India jumping out, but but really let's just call it 50% mm -hmm. of the world's population into one currency system. That's a lot of the world. That's a lot of demand for precious metals and gold and silver should absolutely soar come August if that's the case. So I'd rather be 12 months, six months, three months early than one day late when we're talking about things like that. No question. And if these big banks fail which i believe they are and prophetic words are saying they're going to those derivatives come loose watch out because those derivatives are what is uh, suppressing the the price of silver and gold yeah 100 mm percent -hmm. yeah that's exciting times but well and again that's why you want to get a free consultation from kurt and again if you've only done one transaction with them go th think about all your cash think about where all your assets are have another consultation with him they'll do another second consultation with you um and also they do international a lot of their storing a lot of this so i think it's in a safe texas depository now that you have all your stuff that go into um if you yep. don't want to store it yourself um, but again, and there's no commission on the back end. That is vital uh, when you're checking out people to help you. So get your free consultation at uh, kirkelliottphd.com slash B2T. The link's down below in this video, um, but also the phone number. Kirk, would you mind giving that out again? 
720-605-3900 and just say Rick or Blessed to Teach sent you over. Yeah, appreciate you so much, Kirk. Can't wait to see uh, how this appreciate call pans you. out. We'll see. We'll talk to you next week. All right, sounds good. All right. Bye. Awesome. So that is uh, Kirk Elliott. Again, you can find him at KirkElliottPhD.com. I'm going to go to this other screen here um, that shows that. And again, if you put the slash B2T at the end of KirkElliottPhD.com, you're going to get my specific page. It talks about my story and a, and a form you can fill out. But it's better just to give him a ring to get in line faster. Guys, sometimes these transactions can take three or four weeks to move things around when it comes to closing down a 401k and moving it into a new 401k they can do 401ks they can do iras those type of things um but get advice on all of it all all, take a look at where you want to make sure because this is the time guys don't miss this (laughs) this is just i'm going to be so sick sick when this all happens and some people are going oh i was about ready to buy it I had called Kurt, but I didn't execute on it. Right, just call him and make sure you get the gear at 720-605-3900. All right, we're going to be talking about Mr. Biden here. Um, we have a, quite a few articles. Looks like this one got messed up here already um, as they try to put... Uh, put. Uh, let me see if I can find that as they try to put uh, advertisements up. There it is. And so this is a get the F out of here. Harring stories of Biden's meanness emerges in a new report. So this this came out today. And uh, it's, it's again, just shows that this guy, uh, now, now a lot of people think this is like maybe an actor, like Jim Carrey or something that was flipped as a white hat and they're making him look like a fool, right? But if you look at the prophetic words, it says this guy is, is the, an actor that is just as bad as Biden was. And he is part of the cabal, part of the, he's, he's evil, evil person. So I don't believe he is a, uh, is, is a white hat actor. Um, but you'll see here, President Joe Biden is apparently not always kindly octogenarian, the mainstream media likes to point out. According to the new report, which details his explosive temper and habit of swearing at subordinates, the media and left have frequently attempted to portray Biden as empathetic and their consistent description of him as a decent man. Yet, according to Axios, some of Biden's aides avoid meeting alone with him as he is prone to yell epithets such as, and there's G-O-D, um, uh, Lord's name in vain, with an F word, all this stuff. Don't um, F and bull S me. Right? So he's swearing uh, all the time. Um, it's really interesting. If you look at, uh, go back and look, see see what Hillary Clinton did to her aides as well. Uh, these people, once you are that evil, it's kind of hard to hide that once you're, the cameras are closed, right? An administration official told Axis, no one is safe. There's no question that Biden's temper is for real. Author Chris Whipple, who wrote The Fight of His Life inside Joe Biden's White House, confessed. The new picture is at odds with how top Democrat and media outlets have described Biden for years. Quote, Joe Biden is a profoundly decent man, guided by his faith, former First Lady Michelle Obama wrote on Facebook. <laughs> As president, we honor the lives and experiences of every American because that's what he's done, always done. I can't wait for you to see the Joe I know tonight, someone who respects the dignity of other human beings, someone who is capable of making smart plans and managing a good team. There's written stuff for these people that uh, are just complete lies. You have the feeling that he has been spared the normal human allotment of reports, but neither does 
he reproached others. This is a James Taub gushed on Biden in the New York Times magazine. Biden is the kind of fundamentally happy person who can be a, as generous towards others as is to himself. So you can just see a bunch of baloney here. Yet Mary Ellen, the widow of the esteemed Judge Robert Bork, whom former President Ronald Reagan nominated for the Supreme Court only to see Biden and Senator Ted Kennedy derail during confirmation proceedings, recalled Biden's dark side during the 2020 presidential um, campaign. Most, this is a quote, most people don't remember the hearings of Robin Bork for nomination to the Supreme Court, but I do. She said, I was there during the four months of vicious political campaign against his judicial nominee, my husband, and in the Senate hearing room, and as then Senate Biden president over a rigged hearing full of unprecedented level of lying and distortion of a man known for his integrity and judicial wisdom. This is the last paragraph I'll read on this part. But after Bob left the court in 1988 to devote himself to writing and teaching, Democrats would often come up to him and apologize for the way the Democrat politicians treated him and would leave the with tears in their eyes, she continued, and then warned, we will all have tears in our eyes if Joe Biden is elected president. And obviously is, and we all have tears in our eyes right now as we see brandonomics take effect and destroying everything. But again, this is God's plan of letting this happen, I believe, to wake up people and shake the world with um, you know, the Biden and Macron and um, Gavin Newsom and just go to this goes on and on, Trudeau, etc. Right, all these globalist selected people to shake up and wake people up. Obama era emails reveals Hunter's extensive ties to nearly a dozen senior level admonates. Hunter deeply connected to Biden's inner circle as whistleblowers cry foul over federal probes. So this is just piling on. Not only are they recognizing that we can see on camera how inept uh, Biden is. Now we see how mean he has been to staff for years and how dishonest he is. Now we're actually seeing emails connecting him into the, this pay-for-play scheme um, and extortion that they've been doing for years and years in the Biden crime family. That's becoming an absolute fact as we see this. Nearly a dozen current and former officials serving in the White House and Biden administration, including the president's national security advisor and the secretary of state, have extensive ties to Hunter Biden, who is accused by Republicans of selling access to his father's dating back over a decade. Fox News digital analysis reveals the extent of Hunter's potential reach in the White House while the embattled first son is expected to make his first court appearance in July 26 for two alleged misdemeanors, tax violations, or felony gun charge. That is just crazy compared to what he's actually done, right? And uh, this can be a, the slap on the wrist, Justice Department, two-tiered Justice Department. We know that's what's going to be happening. Devin's mounts that Democrats are souring on Biden. So this is what I'm talking about. This, this fall was in full force. We've been told from many prophets that he is going to fall um, in a big way and that his second fall was going to be the sign of the actual fall. So they, the, 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 the elites, the globalists, these criminals that run the government and run Biden, they are in a panic right now trying to figure out how they flip. But they know they can't wait till 2024. They have to, they have to try to flip and, uh, something here. And uh, I think it was uh, Amanda's prophecy talked about and Obama will be there, Bush will be on fire. So it's going to be interesting that all these proxies coming to the 2024 election. 
But what are they going to do in the meantime when he falls before? So this is a, we have one prophetic word that talks about them trying to switch everything to Obama that we need to call down. The evidence mounts that Democrats are sour and on Biden. There it is. When you read the political opinion pieces, you must always consider the source. That's for darn sure, right? And uh, unfortunately, to a growing extent, that's also the case with so-called news stories, but there, that's another column for another day. For example, you shouldn't be surprised to find an opinion piece in Vanity Fair that begins with something along the lines of leaving a trail of slime behind him. Trump schlepped his Diet Coke addled carcasses across Iowa. Similarly, you would expect a right-wing publication such as Breitbart to carry columns clamoring for impeachment of everyone in Biden's administration from Attorney General Merrick Garland and Homeland Security Secretary Amorakos all the way down to the receptionist of the White House mess. It's far more interesting, however, to read a piece somewhere that's even mildly critical of the home team. So this is the interesting part about this. This, thus it was last week when the Atlantic, an outlet that has become increasingly left-leaned over the last several years, to cabal, cabal Atlantic for sure, read a, read a piece titled, Step Aside Joe Biden there it is. Step aside, Joe Biden. To be sure, it was written by Elliot Cohen, a former Bush appointee, but it was The Atlantic and its editors who chose to publish it, so it's fair to assume that the message was not intended for Republicans. For some reason, The Atlantic wanted to expose its left-leaning audience to a dignified but thorough criticism of Biden's mental acuity and ability to perform his presidential duties. This is clear. This is a clue that market demand for the subject is growing on the left. The column arguably puts voice to what many Democrats, including one presumes the folks at Atlantic, are thinking. Joe Biden isn't up to the job. So now that this starts hitting, uh, this goes through a lot more. You can you can uh, go hit on there if you'd like. Um, and I'll tell you what, if anybody knows about the Hill, tell them that their advertisements are about ready to get to where I'll never use a Hill in, in this show again. I know there's blockers out there, but it keeps me from the quickness and be able to uh, and to be able to zoom in on the screens, et cetera, like that. But uh, tell tell John that he needs to get those off there. He's, oh, he's not at the hill anymore. That's right. He has his own, he, but his website's similar. But anyway, DOJ removed international sex trafficking of minors from areas of concern. Here's what Biden administration is doing. Not only are they are they are just exposing themselves um, to uh, the the whistleblowers and everything exposing them to the crime family that they are, now you're seeing just decision after decision after decision being anti-American, anti-God, right? It's just very clear. Here, they, DOJ removed international sex trafficking of minors from areas of concern. It's at its worst ever, especially when you look at the, the border and all that's happening there. To remove that just shows that, that, that I believe God's using this to show you this is what you get if you don't fight for your country. This is what you get if you don't fight for liberty. This is you get if you're a lukewarm Christian going to going to um, church on Sunday and not doing anything about it, right? This is uh, Jesus was very involved in politics. He was always uh, uh, talking to the Pharisees and Sadducees in the temple, right? That's where the politics happened in the Jewish nation. He was he was engaging the culture. So for for, for the Johnson Amendment to come out. It was the biggest trick in the books 
because we didn't have to pay taxes as churches ever in America. And so to say that you ha that the Johnson Amendment comes out and the 501c3s and all these regulations come on to be able to not pay taxes, which you already had that right. So they fell in the trap of the 501c3s. The churches fell in the trap of the Johnson Amendment. But most importantly, more the mindset of these churches turned into wimps of, of, of not engaging the culture, not being involved in politics. Exactly the opposite of what God want, wants us to do. And uh, it's really sad to see, see that, by the way. But uh, um, so here's what they're trying to do, obviously. They need to get Trump out of the way. They know Biden can't beat him. Right, even even if they cheat massively, as we close down a lot of these in the Republican areas, and the, their cheating is so much out in the open now, and between now and the next uh, six months, there's going to continue to be ma mounting and mounting evidence of uh, fraud that gets into the psyche of the leftists that aren't awake yet, right? And the and the independents. So what do they have to do? They got to get Trump out of there. So Democrats activists moved to disqualify Trump from appearing in the 2024 presidential ballot under insurrectionist disqualification clause. An organization campaign director argued government officials should prevent Trump from appearing on the ballot. So this is going to be continue one of the many fights that they try to tackle here. So here's a civil civil rights organizations free speech for people of Mia Family Voda Education Funds are urging secretaries of state and election officials across the country to bar former Donald Trump from appearing in the 2024 election ballot, citing three, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment to the Constitution. So that's a joke, isn't it? Yeah, trying to, basically they're doing what's totally unconstitutional, trying to um, legislate and use the, the what is supposed to be the independent Department of Justice and these uh, various attorney generals from each of the states to try to influence elections. The group claims on its website, former President Trump is ineligible to run for, for office for his role in inciting and encouraging the supporting the January 6th insurrection. Such a joke. That is, and, and as the prophets have been saying, that is going to be completely exposed. And we're starting to see that unraveling now about the criminals that ran the, the unselect un committee is what Trump would call that, right? And then uh, we see here, according to The Hill, the organizations are beginning a week of rallies outside the security of state offices in California, Oregon, Colorado, and Georgia. So this will be a, a fight ongoing. And there was, a, there was a word from Manda that basically said, warning Trump, he needs to really, really depend on God because he's fighting all this with awesome lawyers and he's got an awesome business background. He's an intelligent man, but he cannot do it on his own. He is going to fall if he does not depend completely on God and come to God. And that is something that that's why we talk about the prophets here, because we're looking at what the Anons have said, what Trump's saying, what's actually going on analysis. And then we look at the word of God. What's the word of God say about all this? And what does the prophets that he's speaking to now? And that's why I'm so excited. We're going to be talking about the book of Revelation going into Revelation 1 today where we're going to be doing just that. We're taking it in with with all this new knowledge that we have now be able to interpret kind of what the Lord's talking about in the times we are in now versus the second coming and the thousand years of the millennial reign, right? I believe that we're truly clear what the prophets are telling us, and then and, and can that be confirmed by Scripture? And I think the answer is an absolute yes, and the evidence continues to build as I teach on that the last few months. So we'll be talking about that a little bit later tonight. 
Uh, hey, on the show, tomorrow night we'll have Brian Artis coming in talking about new stuff he's uh, learned about just how the deep state is fighting to make us sick and how we can fight this medical cartel and how important it is to fight the WHO and everything that's going on with how they're taking our rights away. Then we got Dr. Stella Emanuel, another on fire believer, uh, a sister in Christ in the, in the spirit, and she is a great speaker that comes to the Reawaken Tour. I think you really will enjoy Stella. She's also uh, deeply understanding of, um, let's just say, let's just say the non-human aspect of those who've given up their soul to the devil. <laughs> so we'll get to some pretty wild stuff with Stella, and then we got Reverend Craig Hagen. Come on, that's cool. His father is the one who wrote um, the the, uh, the authority, the, your authority in Christ. What is that? The believer's authority, and uh, just um, and what they're doing at Rama is just awesome. Get an update from. Bull Polney on his analysis of the timelines, and uh, obviously he has a deep, deep understanding of gold and silver too. So we'll get some of his opinions on that. And then we have a MD, Dr. Mihan. I'm glad he's, he came on a couple years ago, and he's doing great work when it comes to fighting this medical cartel and telling the truth about functional medicine versus the Rockefeller medicine of big pharma. So don't miss that one either. You'll really enjoy that. You can be backstage on all this, by the way. Backstage used to be $17.76 a month. People paid that for years, and they got all this value. You see all the value that's on the, on the page. If you go to blessedteach.com and look at the backstage tab, you'll see all these things you get, including being backstage here on Zoom with us before the show, after the show, everything's recorded if you miss it, as well as being able to be there for praise and prayer, word and worship, and which we do four days a week, as well as be backstage with these guys as well. You can be backstage with uh, and ask questions as I kind of hand some of these interviews over to you guys to ask your questions. So you don't get that anywhere else. So come and join us at blessedteach.com backstage. Very unique, tons of value. Again, it's pay forward model, so it's absolutely free. What do you have to lose to come in and see what this ministry is all about and also get all the value out of that backstage um, help. Now I wanted to, I'm gonna go back to Friday's video uh, that Julie Green uh, released. Um, and uh, we'll probably tomorrow get into the details of Amanda Grace's prophetic word, although it takes long. I might have to move that to Thursday, but uh, hers are hers are quite long, long. But I but I have them ready to roll. So we got we got a lot of catch up to go. But I, some of these I just we just can't skip because they're so important to what the Lord wants us to know right now. I believe, and we're starting to see because of all the fulfilled prophecies that this is something we need to listen to. My children, I have given you ownership. And ownership of this earth, says the Lord. What do you you uh, say, Lord? What do you mean? You've given us ownership. I have given you the ultimate authority to be able to command when you speak my words that they come to pass. That you can render your enemy helpless against you. You can tear down the wall. You can tear down any plan. You can destroy anything that your enemy is doing if you just know who you are with me. If you just knew that I am on the inside of you. This is really awesome, guys. I know Robin Bullock said a whole thing that he did on Elijah streams, talking, and one part he talked near the end of that was on John 1, that we needed to be declaring John 1, 1 through 14, um, into the void, if you will, of, uh, of, of what they're trying to do, right? They're trying to change the timelines. We've known that. They're trying to bring in the revelation, bring in the tribulation now, and they're gonna try to actually change history as well. That's what they're trying to change times and the and the result 
um, like, like, and that's why God laughs at him, right? Uh, because he's the all-powerful, omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent God. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and they have no chance of changing this, right? There's nobody else who's omniscient and omnipotent and omnipresent, right? You can be everywhere at the same time. Satan can only be in one place at one time, right? He's got a big army. He's corrupted a lot of people. He's uh, done all these things, but... It, we can call it down by the power of Jesus' name and the bloody shed force. By that power and authority, you can do many things. So it's the time to do that. So it's the time to speak your words, uh, the words of God as you speak them, are very powerful. In fact, we're going to get to Revelation, and it talks about those who read this prophecy out loud are going to have all these blessings. All right, That's part of the reason why we want to be. It's the only book that actually claims all these blessings for reading it. So that's one of the reasons we're going to be digging into that and as well as kind of coming back to the point of what, what time are we in. And I am not one million miles or two million miles or three million miles away. I am not some distance that's so far away that I can't be reached. I'm on the inside. If you just knew and tapped in to the resurrection power on the inside of you, you could get more done. You could get more done. You wouldn't struggle. You wouldn't fight. You wouldn't fret. You wouldn't have to do these things. No, because you're living on a different level, a level of knowing that these things are yours. You don't have to just hope and wish that you might receive or wonder if you even have a right to believe for things that you're praying for. Hey guys, this is a big part of my spiritual growth as well. I think you guys know if you uh, go to, uh, um, uh, oh my goodness, I think it is Nathan French Ministries. Nathan French Ministries. Um, this is the book that I read when um, just kind of changed my walk with the Lord pretty big. And it, the one I read was the first one, which is, it's not meant to be a secret. God wants to speak to you. And and I read through half this book, and, uh, on, and on my way to Israel, I read the last part about it where he trained others to hear from God directly. And all these people started hearing from God for the first time ever. And that happened to me in Tel Aviv and on, in, 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 a, in a hotel for the first time ever. And I'm documenting that, by the way. So it's public, and it's kind of a little intimidating to me. But if you go to the neighborhood, again, this is the Facebook replacement where, where I say if, you're, if you don't want to be isolated, this is the place to hang out. It's Christian Patriots Facebook-type platform called the Christian Impactor Platform. You just go to neighborhood.social. So go to neighborhood.social. You can download it on your phones, um, the app, as well as go to just neighborhood.social. Again, True Social is more a, a, a Twitter replacement. This is a Facebook replacement. So I think you guys will really enjoy it as you come here. Um, but in the um, discussions, you can go to the blog. I also put some on the forums. But this will show you um, my story. Um, we hear you. We, we hear you. And I'm, I didn't say I hear from God. I say we hear you. We can all hear directly from the Lord if we have faith and understand it. So this tells you about my story. It tells you where you can get these books. You can file Nathan, Nathan French. He's got some great, a great video on this and his story. And how on July 9th, 2023. Oh, I need to update that. That was June 9th. I need to update that. June 9th, 2023 in Tel Aviv, I heard from the Lord. And uh, for the first time, 
by doing these simple steps. Steps to hear from God. Get quiet. Two, communicate with the Lord. Three, expect to hear. Getting your pen and paper ready is faith. This is the big missing step. Many people. And then you just write down what the Lord says. But if you don't ever expect to hear directly from the Lord, you're probably not going to. So faith that he's going to talk to you and write them down was a huge step for me. And so I always heard him on the inner man and felt I was guided and I made decisions and I went to him with issues and I felt and I was hearing from him in the inner man, right? But to actually get sentences from him directly and words even for other people was a huge difference. And I, and I asked you to consider that because I believe God wants to talk to us right now. He's been testing, he's been telling me, you go look at the, what, I've, what he's told me the last three or four days. He wants you, especially the people that are in the remnant that love him, to start spending more time with him alone, listening to him and writing down what he's saying to you. Okay, That's a big step to sit there with a pen and paper. I actually sit down on my keyboard. I even sometimes have the screen completely off. I have my eyes closed most of the time. And after I've done my prayers, I've done some Bible study, I've done a little bit of uh, 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 praying for protection and making sure I'm only hearing from the Holy Spirit. And I just say, Lord, speak to me. And that's, that's what I said the first time this happened to me. I just literally um, was sitting down in that hotel. And I think I even documented it here. And I said, I said Lord, speak to me. And, uh, and, it, and, it, and he started happening. So, um, ex- so again, since re- so that, that, so right here it said, electronic notepad, the title, God journal. So I was in my God journal, which I've, you know, just, I've always just typed on my prayers to God and what I thought God was talking to me about, but never in sentences that are complete. Does that make sense? And so you can see the journal entries there, but I just, I just, I, I just uh, turned down the brightness. Oh, that was the second time I heard from him. But it was real interesting. I, here it is, the first time, June 9th. I need to update that up over there. Um, I said, I just I just typed in my, the first time I th- thing I typed is, speak to me, Lord. And boom, he did. You can go see that entry on June 9th. So I just want to make sure that not only are we going to be using our authority in Christ, you can be led day by day by the Lord by just expecting to hear from him and writing it down. Okay? And, uh, and he's kind of an admonished me a little bit for not, teaching this to you guys so i want you to uh, understand how important this is to the lord because he's not messing around he wants you to to understand this i don't even think you have to buy the book i think it's a beautiful book to buy it supports jeff nathan french's ministry it's an awesome book um but you can all just look at my blog and and that those five points are just right there right but um I, it helped me to just kind of see how nathan was speaking to the lord and what the lord was saying and how how it just made so much, the conversation made so much sense to me that it gave me the faith I needed to actually start doing it. So again, it's not meant to be a secret. God wants to speak to you. Let's continue with Julie's word here. Uh, this talks about, about to have an ownership mentality of this earth. Everything in it I have given to you. Everything good I've given to you. And your enemy has tried to distort that. He has tried to change everything in his own hands. That's why so much deception. That's why so much propaganda and narratives and all the things that they're doing against you because you did not take the ownership that I have and your enemy has tried to take the ownership that belongs to you just like he did with Adam and Eve. That's why your enemies are trying this global reset is to take out once and for all, everything or everyone in their way. 
we get to call the global reset down. Well, I will say that I have a great and mighty army. I have children of the Most High God. I have my body and I have the head. They are the body and you are in this earth to take back what rightfully belongs to you. Lord, what belongs to us? Everything. Businesses, lands, everything. The economy, everything belongs in the hands of my children and my authority that I have given you, not in the hands of the wicked. It's all in my will. My will is my word. Read it. The more you read, I will give you those revelations of what my word is saying to you and not someone, some man's doctrine or some form of my work. I think right there it's kind of hinting that he'll talk specifically to you. Right? I will give you those revelations of what my word is saying to you and not some man's doctrine or some form of my work. I will give you the interpretation. I will give you the revelation. I will give you what you need to know and when. Guys, this is what's been happening to me even before this June 9th thing that happened is I've just been asking the Lord, okay, Lord, I know what the prophets are saying. I know what I believe is going to be happening in the future because of the anons and everything I've been studying. But Lord, where is it in the Bible? Let me support this with biblical text. And that's why I've been teaching on Daniel and then times of the Thessalonians and, and, and Matthew and now moving into Revelation because there's many, many places that show us exactly where we are in this great awakening, great exodus before we go to the great harvest, before the revelation, right? I mean, before the tribulation, when many, many people um, are teaching other things because I believe he's given me the interpretation and you can too. And I don't want you to believe me. I want you to research it yourself. So get with me, he's asking. This is key, guys. This is what he keeps telling me. I want to talk to my people. Get them to, Rick, teach them how to hear from me and do what you're doing right now. Spending time alone with me and listening to me and writing down what I'm saying to them. Get with me. I say it again and again. The importance of fellowship, the importance of praying in tongues, religion is trying to make it evil and that's of the devil. Are you surprised your enemy's attacking a perfect prayer? Are you surprised that he would attack something that gives you an ultimate weapon against him where he can't interfere and it can't interfere in perfect prayer? So many things have been stolen from my body when they were unaware. Well, get aware. Get to know. Ask me, God, how many things have been stolen from me? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Not only will I tell you, I'll give you the exact words to say so then you can't start taking it all back so that you can start taking it all back. Now, guys, does that just not say that God's going to talk to you? Did he just not say through this prophet what I've been telling you, what I just talked to you about and what Nathan French's book says? So let me back up because this is critical for you to know that this is not you. You, you can actually get direct guidance from God. That's what it talks about in Proverbs 3, 5, 5, 3, 3, 5, and 6, where it just says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, because we limit him. He's, he's, he's limitless, so you don't lean on your own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge him or, or submit to him in all your ways. And then what happens? He'll make your path straight. Just like you submit to him as clay. He's the potter. He's going to make the workman of your hand. It's a beautiful thing. And, you can, and it's not stressful trying to say, okay, where, where, where do I need to be? How do I need to change my whole life? No, just by day by day, listen to him and obey. 
It's very simple. And he is going to, you think he's, who's going to be the better path setter? You or the Lord God Almighty, the creator of the universe? <laughs> I think I'm going to trust him over me, right? So this is what it says. So many things have been stolen from my body when they were unaware. Well, get aware, get to know, ask me, God, how many things have been stolen from me. I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Not only will I tell you, I'll give you the exact words to say. So then you can start taking it all back. Start emptying the storehouses that your enemy has built up against you. Storehouses that he should never have had. Never, ever, ever. Take it back. Take it back. I'm telling you to take it back. Take it back. Take back your health. It belongs to you. Take back your children. They belong to you. Take back your marriages. They belong to you. Healthy ones. Take back your finances. They belong to you. Take back your health and well-being in your mind, in your soul. It belongs to you. Take back ownership of the things that Jesus has already bought, died, and paid for. Take it back. I'm expecting you to take it back. I'm expecting you to take the authority that I've given you to you to use it and watch to see how things change. Things will change in your life. I'll be like a light bulb goes off. You'll start to see speak my words and you'll start to see that your lives change. Don't get distracted by the enemy when he tries to come and steal the word. Get with me. Is that a common theme that you're hearing from a lot of people right now? What's God really want you to know? Get with me. I will give you that revelation knowledge and understanding. And I will give you words that have to be spoken over every situation to change those situations in a rapid pace. What's that mean? That means he's going to give you direct sentences of what to say. Which means what? that you need to be spending time alone with him and listening with your pen in your hand or your hands on the keyboard and writing down what he says. Let me read the sentence again. I will give you that revelation knowledge and understanding and I will give you the words that have to be spoken over every situation to change those situations in a rapid pace. God will tell you what to pray and say. And I am the God of suddenlies. So know this day suddenlies are upon you. Suddenlies. Tap into them. I have suddenlies for you. I have gifts for you. I have things for you. You didn't even ask for me. More. More. Remember, I do exceedingly abundantly more than you could ask or think. So receive them from me this day in a new way. Say, saith the Lord. Woof. Guys, this is a very similar wording that I've been getting from him as well about um, about if we just give him, uh, it says take delight in the Lord and and he'll give you the desires of your heart. I, probably think, it's, I think that's uh, um, Psalm 37.4. And if you go look at Psalm 37.4 and just really understand that, it's, it's uh, it, it, God's going to give you the desires of your heart that you don't even know about, that you haven't even thought about or thought or think, right? So that's the beautiful thing. So what, what do we have to do for that? Delight in the Lord. If you're delighting the Lord, are you going to spend time with him? Of course. You're going to listen to him, have faith that he's going to talk to you. That's what he's asking right now. And he needs his remnant to do that, to align the body. 
Hey, this uh, episode is also um, sponsored by Share Healthcare. Again, I think I told you, cabal insurance in the big pharma world is a joke right now. It only gets you on more big pharma medicine and usually takes a, a, a approach that is uh, just something that um, is often not the best way to do it with the natural cures and natural approaches completely being ignored. And that's what cabal insurance does for you. So many people are getting supplemental insurance or just replacing it outright like I did by going to sharehealthcare.com slash rickb2t. The link's down below in this video. Right below the Kirk Elliott link, you'll see sharehealthcare.com slash rickb2t. When you sign up, make sure you hit the rickb2t code. Again, uh, this is incredibly inexpensive compared to like the $2,000 for a family of three it costs for typical insurance. Even if your employer's paying for this, compare and understand what the cabal insurance and these contracts, which meant much of it they don't pay, um, is really doing for you and are they going to pull you into the path you want to if you have a major event, right? So again, that would be sharehealthcare.com slash rickb2t. Put the link down below. Um, give you Get yourself really what health freedom. That's really what they're talking about, health freedom. We'll have the representative come on um, from from health, share, share healthcare to discuss this in more detail. And if you have any questions, uh, get, get them to me and we'll answer them. I believe he's coming on Thursday. Here we go. Revelation 1. So let's dig into this. I'm going to put a little bit of background music on it. I know some people don't like that, but a lot of people love it. So I apologize. You're just going to have to get through it um, because I love it too. (laughs) This calms me and allows me to uh, get into this. And we're going to go into praise and prayer after I teach on Revelation 1, um, where we will just lift up the Lord in, in praise and thanksgiving with beautiful worship music. So let's dig into this. A revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show to his servants the things that must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, even to all that he saw. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it for the time is near. This is interesting. So this is a pretty easy thing to do, right? You can listen to me right now. As long as you keep all the words written in it, you're going to get blessed. But you know what? It doesn't say you have to even keep all these words written in it if you just read it yourself. (laughs) Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of the prophecy. Kaba, right? And blessed are somebody else, right? Those who hear it and keep what is written in it for the time is near. But I just think it's important guys, that you spend some time maybe reading this out loud yourself, right? Because um, of what do you what do you get? You get actually a blessing of the Lord. This is greetings to the seven churches. And we'll get in chapters two and three in a lot more detail um, in later, probably on Thursday as well as Sunday. And we will dig into the seven churches and what it means for us today. And I tell you, there's evidence here of exactly what I'm telling you that we're not going to go through tribulation until Jesus is, uh, the words of Jesus have reached to all the people groups I talked about in Joshua Net, uh, I mean, jo- Joshua uh, Project.net, right? Um, where it talks to all the people groups we have not reached yet. So you, there's a lot of evidence of that all throughout Revelation. And I think. Um, um, we'll, we'll talk about other people's viewpoints on this, but I think it's becoming extremely obvious if you understand what the prophets are saying now. You understand what the time we are in with this globalist trying to take over the world and really um, spend time on this. So here we go. So, uh, this is, again, 
verse 4, John to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and was and who is to come and from the seven spirits who are before his throne. Remember seven being the, the, uh, the per- number for perfection, completeness. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of kings on the earth. So it doesn't matter. So when he's writing this, obviously you had Caesar was the king. And he, God's the ruler over Caesar at that time. He's the ruler over Biden. He's the ruler over everyone. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom priest to his gods and father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Beautiful, beautiful prayer right there. And again, this talks about us being a kingdom of priests. Remember, we're a royal priesthood. Why? Because of the blood of Christ covers our sin. And we're and when when God looks down on us, the Father looks down on us, he sees perfection, the perfect life of Jesus. So that's why we're a kingdom of priests to the God the Father. Behold, he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him even those who pierced him and all tribes on the earth will wail on account of him even so amen and so guys right there a lot of people are teaching that christ is going to be like born again as a human and come up but this is pretty clear now he's coming back in the clouds every eye will see him so it'll be extremely obvious when the second coming comes so um some people are saying that that's already happened and we're in the millennial kingdom now. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. Just as it's not fit scripture. So that's why we are going to hold what's the obvious scripture is. We're going to pray for God for interpretation and he will help us understand. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. So we have the omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent God talking to us. What a beautiful privilege that is. Now we're getting to the vision of the Son of Man. On verse 9, I, John, your brother and partner in the tribulation and the kingdom and the patient endurance that are in Jesus, was on the island called Patmos on account of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. Now, Patmos looks like it was like where Rome had some political prisoners. So John probably was not in a jail there, although there is some evidence that that did exist back then. Um, he may have had freedom to get around the island, but he probably could not ever leave the island. And uh, so that's where he was. And so he was in you know, the sufferings of Christ uh, as, as, he was, as Paul was, as, as he was writing. Now, most people date this book like the last book, uh, like 90 AD or so. And um, so people that are saying that all this happened, all this, you know, in 70 AD, um, when the time Nero destroyed Jerusalem, it just doesn't make any sense to me either. You have to start making illogical even dates of books that are logically dated at certain times i was in the spirit on the lord's day and i heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet saying write what you see in a book and send it to the seven churches in ephesus and to smyrna and to pergamon and to thyatira and to sardis and to philadelphia and to laodicea there's and that's red letters obviously um, those of you who are looking on the, on the video um, Jesus speaking right there um, to John way back here the resurrected Christ talking to him and uh, when it talks about I, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day this is interesting this is more evidence that it's okay to worship on Sunday um, 
because he would have said the Sabbath if he was talking about Saturday, right? Most likely. And so the fact that he used the Lord's Day, there is a lot of evidence, even though I personally have a Sabbath on Saturday because I'm teaching on Sunday, right? But that's more of a personal thing. It's not coming back to the Jewish saying that, no, the Lord's Day is all horrible. There's a lot of statements, you know, it's pagan to go on the sun day, the day of the sun, right? Um, I don't agree with that. I think there's a lot of evidence to show that it's completely fine to have your Lord's Day on Sunday. And again, we're not supposed to judge each other by days or what they eat, right? And so if you think you want to, that, that you should be worshiping your your uh, rest day on the Sabbath, um, more power to you. But if you're doing it on Sunday, don't judge them or vice versa, right? The important thing is that we are taking a day of rest and really contemplating. It's a perfect time to really get deep into the word with the Lord, really listen to him, making sure you, you are, are, again, expecting him to talk to you. Here we are on, then I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me. And on turning, I saw seven golden lampstands. In the midst of the lampstands, one like a son of man, clothed with long robe and with a golden sash around his chest. The hairs of his head were white like the wool, like snow. His eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze refining the furnace and his voice was like the roar of many waters in his right hand he held seven stars from his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword and his face was like the sun shining at full strength Woo! that's a description of jesus right there um and a lot of people um dig into the more details on this um, before i get to the last part of that i'm going to talk to you about where it talks about some of this stuff in other places um, here it says in Zechariah 12, um, 10, And I will pour out the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and pleas for mercy so that when they look on me, on him who they have pierced. So we know that it's talking about pierced before even crucifixion was, was even invented back in Isaiah. Here we see it again. They shall mourn for him as one mourns for an only child and weep bitterly over him as one weeps over the firstborn. And so the, this, this talks about being pierced back here. Well, um, you see, uh, this was it's kind of cool just to see in Isaiah, Zechariah, other places. This was discussed way before Jesus was born. Um, then you see Ezekiel 3, 12 here says, The Spirit lifted me up, and I heard things. I heard behind me the voice of a great earthquake. Blessed be the glory of the Lord from its place. This is in Ezekiel. This shows you that it's often the Spirit lifts them up the spirit comes and gives you visions right so you can another thing you can pray for and ask for if you want to be able to get dreams and visions you pray for them ask for them ask you have not because you ask not right so um here is um back in daniel 7 talked about this very the ancient of days took his seat his clothing was white as snow and his hair of his head looked like pure wool as you see as we're studying here in revelation 1 um, that was very, very uh, close description of what we were talking about here. With the midst of the lampstands, one said, clothed in the long robe with golden sashes around his chest. His hairs were white like the wool, like snow. His eyes were like a flame of fire. We'll see that in other passages here, but this is the stuff primarily about the clothing was white as snow. The hair on his head was pure wool. And he said the throne was a fire, fire flames, flames in back in Daniel, but here you'll see um, in Revelation 2, 18, a little bit later, it talks about the words of the Son of God, says, who has eyes like a flame of fire. 
whose feet are like burnished bronze. So just like verse one talks about here, his feet were like burnished bronze, refined in the first, his voice was like that roar of many waters. And we hear that in several places too, including Ezekiel one here talks about, and they went out and I heard sound of their wings like the sound of many waters like the sound of the almighty really saying the sound of the almighty is like uh, many waters and that's what revelation 1 saying here refine and his voice was like the roar of many waters like the almighty going back to ezekiel so this is clearly talking about the almighty here father son or holy ghost most likely the son in the right hand of his he held the seven stars from the mouth came a sharp two-edged sword and that's uh, talked about in, uh, in, in uh, obviously talking about the word of God, right? So it's his word coming out of his mouth. Makes sense, right? The double-edged sword there that penetrates all the way to the soul in Hebrews talks about that. And his face was like the sun shining at, in full strength. Woo! What a mighty vision this was that John had. So this is the last part we'll go over and we'll dig into this later. But then it says, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. Can you imagine it? would be like seeing something that intimidating. But he laid his right hand on me saying, fear not. I am the first and the last and the living one. We do not have to be scared of Jesus. And as he's telling us, fear not. For I am the first and the last. I'm the living one. I died and behold, I'm alive forevermore. And I have the keys of death and Hades. Write therefore the things that you have seen those that are and those that are to take place after this. So you'll see this book is beautiful where he's gonna tell us what is right now at the time he was writing this when he was talking about the seven churches. Now there's other churches besides the seven, but you can see seven's key throughout this whole thing because it's talking about completion. So he's talking to all the churches in, in a way, but he's very specifically showing and it can be warning to not only the churches at the time, but the churches for the future, right? So I think many, many churches have fallen into the problems of these seven churches that he talks about here. And he talks, he gives us solutions to everything. That's what I love about the Lord. He gives us solutions, right? It's like he, he might be tempted, but he gives you a way out, right? He talks about that in Corinthians. So listen, verse, uh, this last verse says, as for the mystery, this is in all red, this is Jesus talking. As for the mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand and the seven golden lampstands, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. So you see, again, seven being a number of completeness. So this only rep not only represents the churches that were most prominent in that time, it was also using it as a lesson for us today. And we'll dig into that on Thursday as well as in more detail on Sunday as we continue to dig into the Word of God. And uh, what a beautiful thing. And then that, this is what we get to do. We get to say, wow, this God died for our sins, right? Just talked about the very first part here. If you look here about the blood, it's talking about the blood in this verse. And I'm just going to find that real quick. There it is. So it's right at in the middle of five, it says, to him who loves us and freed us from sins by his blood and made us a king of a priest to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever, amen. He is the one who is mighty to save. And that's what we're gonna start in our worship. And we're gonna start singing, mighty to save. This is a, a classic that points to scripture obviously we just talked about a lot of it well one place is Zeph Zephaniah 3 is uh, Zeph 
Zephaniah 3.17 says, The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. And he rose and conquered the grave. Wow, that's what we've been talking about. This is this empty tomb, right? And 1 Corinthians 15 talks about Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures. And he was buried and then he's raised on the third day. Then he appeared to Peter, Cephas, then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of them who are still alive. So at the time this was written, 1 Corinthians was written, probably in about um, 50 AD, 60 AD, you're going to, most of these 500 people were still alive that saw Jesus resurrected, right? So kind of hard to refute that. That's the beautiful part about this. And then it says, shine your light and let the whole world see. This is the most important thing, guys, right now. It's time to stand up and use our our authority in Christ and show the world our light. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. We don't have to hide our light, guys. What are we supposed to do? Let your light shine before others. What an encouragement out of Matthew 5, 14 through 16. Let's just worship this God, the risen Christ. He is mighty to save. Well, everyone needs compassion, a love that's never failing. Let mercy fall on me. Of the Savior, the hope of nations. Savior, He can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save. God's in your midst, a mighty one who will save.
a song right now just invite you to put everything away just focus on the words and this beautiful video and what scripture it's pointing to it's a beautiful time to get close to the Lord right now talking about spending time alone with him you can do it in the community here with us as well I just want you nothing else Jesus nothing else will do it's that resurrected Christ we're talking about 1 John 4 says there is no fear in love but perfect love casts out fear We love him because he first loved us. And Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. In Matthew 16, 24. The song also talks about, I'm caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet. Um, We were just talking about this this morning, my brother and I, about whether it was Martha or Mary Magdalene, but, uh, you know, wiping Jesus' feet with the perfume before his burial. 
Um, Deuteronomy 33.3 says, All his saints are in your hand. They sit down at your feet. Philippians 3.3 says, Rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. We can just trust him. Jesus, you don't owe me anything. I just want you. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. I'm a sinner. Romans 3.23 But you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. That's Deuteronomy 6.5 Let's love him like that. We don't, he doesn't know us anything. But we can be caught up in his presence. Because nothing else matters. I'm caught up in your presence I just want to sit here at your feet I'm caught up in this holy moment I never want to leave Oh for blessings Jesus you don't owe me anything more than anything that you can do I just want you I'm sorry when I've just gone through the motions, I'm sorry When I just sang another song Take me back to where we started I open up my heart to you I'm sorry when I've come with my agenda, I'm sorry When I forgot you're enough Take me back to where we started I open up my heart I'm caught up in your presence
coming back to where we started Coming back to where we started When I first felt your love You're all that matters, Jesus You're all that matters Coming back to what really matters Just your heart just want to bless your heart, Jesus I'm caught up in your presence I just want to sit here at your feet I'm caught up in this holy moment Never want to leave And oh, I'm not here for blessing Jesus, you don't owe me anything And more than anything Wow, we're going to get into a major uh, praise report I know Teresa has and anybody else that wants to do a testimony or give a praise report, we'd love to hear from you as well. You can even type it in Facebook or Rumble, but we'd rather have you back here. It's free uh, based on the pay-forward model now. Many people are paying, so you can come back free. Blessedteach.com. Go to the Backstage tab. We'd love to have you back here on Zoom with us and all the other advantages you get. Go to Blessedteach.com, Blessed2Teach.com, and go there. Another beautiful beautiful worship song here is Holy Spirit it says Holy Spirit you're welcome here come flood this place with, with this atmosphere the spirit in the Bible brides I'm sorry this is Revelations 22 17 which we'll get to shortly the spirit of the bride say come and let the one who hears say come there's nothing worth more that will ever come close Indeed, I count everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord in Philippians 3, 8. You see, nothing can compare. You're a living hope. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Isn't that beautiful? Your presence, Lord. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not... Take your Holy Spirit from me, Psalm 5111. It's exactly what we need, right? It says, I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of love, right out of Psalm 34.8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Let's worship this beautiful song, Holy Spirit. There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. No thing can compare. You're our living hope Your presence, Lord I've tasted and seen Of the sweetest of loves 
When my heart becomes free And my shame is undone Your presence, Lord Holy Spirit, you are welcome here Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere Your
two songs of nothing else and Holy Spirit just move me um, that presence of the Lord you can just feel I'm sure you can feel that wherever you're listening from even if you're listening to the recording of beautiful music um, invite you though to come join us live sometime backstage here at blessedteach.com just go to the backstage tab now, all the benefits you of Zoom now is a pay forward model so you can come on uh, free of charge we don't want funds to cause anybody not to be here you can also share your testimony sometime in the future you can uh, share praise reports that's what we're going into right now anybody that's backstage I'd love, love, love to just hear your praise report I think Teresa has one right now so Teresa go ahead I'm going to try not to cry <laughs> mm. um, a lot of you don't know me but I wasn't ever supposed to be able to walk again and today something happened that hasn't happened in more than 10 years. I went to the gym and I did one time around like I've been doing and I was really tired so I had to take two breaks and I was kind of mad. I was like, <laughs> I don't understand. So I but I got all the way around and then I got on the new step and I did three miles. Okay, that was all right. Wow. And I got off and I was like, I'm not getting in my chair. And my aide said, what? I said, give me back the walker. So she brought the walker back over to me. And it's a tall walker, so I stand up straight. I said, I'm going to walk out of the building, and then I'll get in my chair. <laughs> so it's a long distance from where we were to that. And she said, well, I'm going to stay close to you in case you change your mind. I said, okay, just keep, come on. So I went out, and I stopped at the place where we sign in. And she said, what are you doing out here? I said, I'm walking. She said, I see that, but that's a long way from where you were. I said, I know. And she's, I said, I got to keep walking. I can't stop. So I kept walking. I went through these big double doors and then I was outside and I had not been outside on a walker at all because I was concerned because of the uneven terrain and stuff. Right. And for some reason, I was not afraid. God said, keep walking. So I said to her, keep walking. Wow. She said, well, you've got to go down the ramp. I said, you go first. She went in with the chair first, which is backwards from what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to stay behind me. And I said, no, you go ahead and go. So she went down and then I went down and then I saw my car and she had moved my car to a further distance away. And I was like, oh, no. I said, okay, God. I said, am I really going to walk all the way to my car? And he said, yes. I walked all the way to my car. Ooh. <laughs> I was so excited. I have no idea how far that was. I'm sure it wasn't a huge amount, but it was huge to me. Mm -hmm. And I was outdoors in God's beautiful beauty mm -hmm. and thanking him with all my heart. And all these people followed me out of the gym because I guess they thought I was going to hurt myself. And I didn't. <laughs> and God was so good. And I was just singing his praises. By the time we got to the car, I was just crying and singing. And... Then I thought, well, that's that's good too, and I was, I thought, well, all right. So I didn't. I got in the chair to get in the car because there was no other way for me to get in the car. As soon as we got home, I got out of my chair, and I told her, put my chair away, give me the walker. I'm going to walk today. So I walked to my shower and did that. Got out of the shower, walked back. Wow. And I have not been in the manual chair at all today. 
Whoa. <laughs> God, God is so awesome. And I don't know what he's doing, but it hurt me less to walk all the way to my car than it than it hurt when I just walked around the circle. All right. So God is just so awesome and I'm just so thankful. Then I came home and I found out the little boy that I gave food to the other day accepted Christ as a savior Whoa. and wants a Bible. So I gave him a Bible. So I've got, I mean, Ooh. I'm like so like crazy. I'm so excited because right. God is so, so good. So I just wanted to say thank you for all your prayers. Thank you. But I want to encourage you that whatever you need, he, he is able to do it and he will. All you have to do is take his hand. And I guarantee you, I had his hand when I was doing this today because yeah. I had no intention. I had no plans to do that. God said, do it. So I said, all right. So, uh -huh. And I didn't know how far I would get. I didn't know if I would get 10 feet or how far. And I got all the way out to my car, which is a long way. And it was outside. Awesome. So I was like, ah. So, and, so, so those, and I wasn't scared. Yeah, so those that are all the all the backstagers unmute and say uh, hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God for Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. God is so good. Mm -hmm. Isn't that awesome? That is such a great testimony. Uh, it's amazing to know that when we. Uh, when Teresa still first started coming here, I don't think she was even uh, getting out of her walker at all, right? And I, for six years, uh -uh. it was at six years, I think that you never even got out of the walker. Is that correct? I couldn't get out of the wheelchair. The wheelchair. Yes, I'm sorry. I said I'm, I said I meant wheelchair. That's so okay. Six years of being in the wheelchair, not being able to get out of the wheelchair, and now it's like every month progress being made. God is just working with her. Uh, so part of and that. I hope you're not getting bored with me, Rick, oh, when I this, share it. Nah. But I get so excited. No, yeah, that is exciting. We always want those praise reports. We always also want. Uh, they would love to hear testimony. If somebody backstage feels feels. Uh, um, you know, the God's leaning just to say, hey, hey, how things were before Christ? Um, how'd you come to Christ? And then how are things after, right? Just a quick little thing of uh, can be really powerful, whether it's two minutes or 10 minutes. We'd love to be able to hear um, people's testimony um, and also praise reports. Do you have a praise report, Charlotte? Go ahead. Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. So my daughter called me last night in tears and uh, mama just pray for me you know she doesn't give me a lot of detail and I know she's got a teenager that's 18 and one that's 17 and they want to do their own thing they think they're all grown up and it causes a lot of mama heartache right yeah. so I'm just going to leave it there and because you have to value uh, people's privacy right but she just said mommy pray for me you know, and she was in tears. So this morning, my nephew called, and he's very prophetic, and he has a lot of gifts. And I asked him, I said, can you please call your cousin? <laughs> <laughs> so he called Tabitha, and, and we three got on the phone, and he gave her such a beautiful word from the Lord and prayed with her. Nah. And she's doing so much better. Oh my goodness. I'm just so grateful to God for his mercy. That's awesome. Thank you yeah. so much. 
Thank you so much, Charlotte. It's just beautiful how God can take care of our family as well as we just uh, continue to delight in Him. We were talking about this early. He'll give us the desires of our heart, desires of our heart is being able to spend time with our family and see our family. Um, it's just beautiful. Thank you, Charlotte. Um, Linda, go ahead. Well, on Saturday, me and my husband went to Audi's and we came out and we ran into some old church friends. We're talking. I'm thinking, they're saying the church they went to, the woman, um, I get the past retired and they're now tight. I'm thinking, that church, they need to go to a, they need to be alive. They need God, a powerful mystery. And they went silent. Like, okay. I told my um, an intercessor warrior, they're silent. But they kept telling my husband. But it took, took a while for me, like, wait a minute. They were, they're woke. Now, wait. So pray, I praise <laughs> God that he woke me up. Cause I can tell that they, like, they just stared at me, like, oh man. Yeah. I told you, you need fucking mission at church. For it to survive, to live, because it, it was no one going to the church. It was not alive. Uh, hello, mm -hmm. not if you're not going to where it needs to fight for it in the dead church. Yeah, there's a lot of those but out think, there, unfortunately, and that and that's uh, you know, yeah, like how you said, uh, they're woke, not awake. We see a lot of that right now, right? <laughs> I'm glad I'm awake. Well, I'm awake, but waking up more. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad to God. Yeah. Back here because I could tell that oh, these, these I told my husband they give my husband no dirt in front of her as well. I'm thinking, well, God, they tell they text my husband, I will give them the live church in um where to go and on the line because I know some live churches mm -hmm. that can really wake them up. Yeah, you gotta pray for people and pray for those pastors and those uh, those uh, churches, right? That's uh. That's where we need to, to go. But thank you for share, sharing that. Um, we need to get to more awake churches and less woke churches. Uh, there's a lot of woke churches out there that are accepting homosexuality. Uh, man is words talking about this pretty heavily right now. It's You need to uh, correct the sin and love people so that they can live in freedom away from the sin, not accept the sin. Right? That's a, that's a, or, or really encourage the sin even. Is, is what's happening in many of these these churches so uh, uh so so Cherie said enough you had up. please let me keep that promise i almost forgot go what was that was that Teresa? go ahead and <laughs> whoops hold on i'm sorry ah! i promised lois that i would tell you that I brought a smile to her face on a difficult day. And I almost forgot to tell All her. All right, good. I just wanted to make sure I kept my promise to her. I promised that. it. She said it gave her a big smile on a difficult day. Yeah, amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much for bringing a smile to Lois. Uh, you made a broad smile to a lot of us. Um, we are going to dig in into some more praise music here. This is one of our newer songs. Um, I've called Oceans. It's a beautiful song, and now to get get the video matched to it is just such a blessing. I remember I was listening to this um, with tears in my eyes <laughs> when I was in the intro coming home. The first time I saw it, 
James 1, 2, and 4 talk about this. It says, when oceans rise, I call, I will call upon your name. Keep my eyes above the waves. We almost feel, really feel like we're ba- barely able to keep our eyes above the waves. I'm going to just do a mute back here. It's getting a little noisy. There we go. Count it all joy when you meet trials of various kinds. The testing of your faith produces steadfastness, that you may be perfect, complete, and lacking in nothing. Remember, we submit his clay to him, and he's the potter, and he presses us. And sometimes those rough times are actually where he's forming us to be the very vessel for him to grow his kingdom that he needs. Number two says, your sovereign hand will be my guide. Where feet may fail and fear surrounds me, faith may be stronger in the presence of my Savior. That's what can happen when in the presence of our Savior. Isaiah 43, 2 says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned and the flame shall not consume you. Beautiful, this song uh, continues to just go on with the, the third part. It says, Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters where you call me. And then it says, Lord, uh, on Matthew 14, it says here, Lord, command me to come to you on the water when Peter saw him. So this is Peter. I saw the wind, he was afraid, and he cried out, Lord, save me! Jesus reached out his hand. He'll keep us above the waters just like he kept Peter out and sing oceans. You call me out upon the waters The great unknown Where feet may fail And there I find you in the mystery Oceans deep, my faith will stand. And I will call upon your 
So does this one too. Something that's just so true. Because of Jesus, our resurrected Christ, and He's made us priests, a royal priest, we are no longer slaves. The uh, cabal wants to make us slaves. The globalists want to make us slaves. This song says, I am no longer a slave to fear. I'm a child of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. I have Romans 8.15. The song talks about, I am surrounded by songs of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are gone. Psalm 32.7 says, You are my hiding place. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with songs of deliverance. <laughs> That's what I love about these songs. They're so scriptural. Third uh, lyric that we... Highlight in the song is you split the sea so you, I could walk right through it. My fears were drowned in perfect love. It's like when Moses said, he stretched out his hands over the sea, and the Lord drove the sea back, and the people of Israel went in the midst on sea on dry ground. And then all the Egyptian army was drowned. All the fears were drowned right behind him. It's like from my mother's womb you have chosen me. And one of my favorite verses, Psalm 139.13. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. Wow. We are no longer slaves. Let's celebrate and worship. You unravel me 
him who believed in his name he gave the right to become children of God John 1 12 
love that song too um, wanted to make sure that everyone knows we're gonna move into some prayer requests now so get your prayer requests in you have mighty prayer warriors back here the Spirit of God you can hear the Spirit just being in in our midst and so we'd like to pray for you so make sure you let us know what we can pray for um, and this other song it's a beautiful one because he does miracles all the time and we really believe he can do it again. That's what this next song is about. And so, what can we lift up? We did have a couple of praise reports I want to get to first. Uh, we had Linda Buchanan from Facebook said, Amen to you. I'm 75 years old and was told I would never walk out without a brace. I wore them since five years old. I started taking some vitamins and I haven't wore them for five years. <laughs> and I'm all vitamins and herbs, no pharma drugs. Woo! Some of the testimonies that we're getting is as we become awake to the natural way of things versus the big pharma way of things, what I call the medical cartel. And just the power of the Lord too is amazing. We're seeing that. Um, I'm just looking here for another one I saw up here. See John Higby from here said, I, I, I do love your platform. I believe they are written words of God over whatever you're thinking of what the scriptures really means. He said, the son of man, the ancient prophets told the father, the almighty God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Tani, of the spirit of truth, of the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, our Lord and the savior of one of the father. So I love it. You guys are just discussing things here on um, Facebook and Rumble says so in Rumble we see I have never focused too strongly on the book of Revelation for different reasons but one is because it's hard to figure out but lately much of it started to make sense to me good so that's what we're gonna be digging into here as well so let's uh, sing about uh, the miracles that God can do and uh, he can do them all again um, he never fails us right so after this we're gonna um, lift your prayer request up with these prayer warriors so make sure you get your prayer request in again knowing the battles won great is your faithfulness I'll see you do it again Psalm 36 5 says your steadfast love O Lord extends to the heavens your faithfulness to the clouds second verse we focus on is I know the night won't last and your word will come to pass I believe John 8, 12 says, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. Ah, you gotta love that. And another, another verse in the song says, you move the mountains. You made a way where there was no way. A lot of songs are talking about this uh, beautiful concept that he's the way maker, right? Matthew 17, 20 says, For truly I say to you, if you had a faith like the grain of a mustard seed, nothing would be impossible for you. 
It's talking about the authority of Christ that we have. John 14, 6 is Jesus talking. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Because he moves the mountains. Jesus makes a way where there is no way. And his word is going to come to pass. He'll do it again. Walking around these walls I thought by now they'd fall But you have never failed me Waiting for change to come Knowing the battle's won For you have never failed me yet promise still stands Great is your faithfulness Faithfulness Still in your
to um, a couple prayer requests here that we have so I think we just got one in uh, from Nancy and I think we had a couple backstage as well um, and that's somebody else on rumble but that's not a prayer request so I think so I think um, there was one up here by that Chris had yeah I saw uh, one for Chris yeah so would you pray that Dave would you mind lifting that up yeah, just let me get back uh, to that because I want to know that. Yeah, so so we left our boxer with uh, in the kennel while okay. we were... Yeah, Gary. Yeah. Okay, Heavenly Father, we approach your throne in the name of Jesus. And this is for Chris and her beloved pet, the boxer. We left him in a kennel thinking that her child was safe because our pets are our children. They, you have given us that capacity to love our pets like that. I feel for what she's going through right now because she sees that there's stitches and the kennel did not tell her what happened. So right now, we pray for Chris's boxer who her husband has taken to the vet that there's nothing serious. And also, Lord, we ask for forgiveness for the person that let this happen and did not relay it to Chris. Because we are not to hold a grudge. We are to forgive, as your son Jesus did. We ask you for this, and we thank you in advance, knowing that you hear our prayer, because your word says that your word will not return void. Amen. So we know this with assurance. We thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you, Dave. I really appreciate that. And then Holly had a prayer request here. Charlotte, if you wouldn't mind taking this one. It says, God bless everyone. Still having faith. This breast cancer is gone out of my body. The stripes I am healed. You mind lifting that up, Charlotte? Yes, thank you, Father, for Holly's faith, Lord God, that she's believing your word. And I stand with her with the word of God, which claims that by 
his stripes it was already done according to first peter 224 that it's a done deal and it's real because you are real and your word stands forever that heaven and earth will pass away but your word will never pass so we thank you, Father, that you are faithful and true, and we love you when we call it done. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And then Charlotte actually had a prayer. Um, Annette, if you wouldn't mind taking this, it's pray for wisdom to get or not to get the HVAC, basically an air conditioner, right? And heater, heater and air conditioner fixed. It's a little pricey. So, uh, you pray for Charlotte there, Annette. What? Well, yes, of course. But please tell me again, what was the matter? If the, the HVAC, the air conditioner and heater systems, not working. And, oh, the air conditioner. Very is expensive not to working. get fixed. Yes. Okay, and it's Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Okay, Father God. We are here to, in the name of Jesus, and we thank you that you will fix this um, air condition for Charlotte, so it will work again, because you have the power and the might to do that, Father. So we thank you that you love us so much that you even care for us in the in in some in all situation in all situations, Father. You care for us, even in the smallest, biggest way. You are always there to help us. So we thank you and praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, I see here um, Nancy Myers from from Facebook, and I'm going to give this one to Elizabeth. So we just had the Sweden pray. Now we'll go all the way to Australia. It says covet all prayers for all ailments at 78 years by the sinless shed blood of Jesus Christ. Blessings for all households at Blessed to Teach. So Nancy Myers is asking for prayers of being a, all these elements for 78 year old. <laughs> oh, pleasure. Thank you, Father, Lord, for Nancy. For her wonderful 78 years on this earth, Lord, Father God, I just pray that you would just give her relief from her ailments. Lord Jesus, I pray that there is no lack for her. God supplies all her needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And I also pray, Father God, that the Lord is a shepherd and she does not want. And Jesus came that she would have life and have it more abundantly. Father God, I just take this precious soul. Lord Jesus, and cover her with the blood of Jesus, the healing grace in your hand, and the light of life, Father God. I just pray that she can just even live in another dimension where there is no pain, there is no hurt, Lord Jesus, that you could just take her to that place where you just love on her and that you just, um, oh Lord, that you would just delight in her, Father God. And I just give you praise and glory for Nancy and her faithfulness, because great, as the song said, great is her faithfulness to you, Lord. We give you praise and glory, and we thank you, Jesus, and bless you, Holy Spirit, for being our guide. In Jesus' mighty name. Awesome. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. And then, Linda, if you wouldn't mind uh, praying for this, is that just um, there's a, a mainstream media attacks against Sound of Freedom. Trying to say it's like 
uh, they don't like Jim Caviezel because he, he talks about some things that QAnon talked about and they try to just slander Sound of Freedom. Uh, so we just pray against the media and for Sound of Freedom. Where would that be on the list? I'm, okay, just, I'm, like just, I'm just reading it to you. The, the Sound of Freedom and uh, the tats by the media. If I do them, we heard the prayer about Sound of Freedom. I command the devil get off that movie right now. I command Jesus my name. Get your hand off this uh, right now. God wants his children to hear it and everyone else to hear it. So get off. I, I command this in Jesus. Jesus Christ's name, pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. As intercessory prayer warriors backstage can pray for you. Um, you can actually get your written prayer request on the group in the neighborhood. So please um, visit neighborhood.social. That is where we're all congregating these beautiful prayer warriors and the remnant, I call it. So if you look at um, the actual um, site here, you would just go to the to the URL and say neighborhood.social. Um, you can also download this on your mobile phone, neighborhood.social on your mobile phones, both on your Google App Store or your Apple App Store. And, uh, and this is where you'll have a feed just like Facebook. So just like you have Truth Social, it's the replacement for Twitter, Truth Social. Here you have Neighborhood Social, neighborhood.social. So go to neighborhood.social to replace Facebook. All right, or at least have a Facebook type experience with other Christian believers. You shouldn't be isolated at this time. So make sure that you're come and, and spend time with us here. You can actually spend time with us live on Zoom calls too with these Zoom groups. So go to groups. There's just like Facebook pages and, and Facebook groups. We have neighborhood pages and neighborhood groups. And there's all kinds of active Zoom groups you can get involved on times we're not backstage. Um, obviously you can just go to blessedteach.com to get to here. Or you can, that's where blessedteach.com is where you get all the show notes. It's where you get the backstage pass, get to the training, as well as here to the neighborhood. So we really um, encourage you to engage with us to get close to the Lord like never before. Um, with that, we are going to, if you have any more prayer requests, let us know. Uh, we're going to wrap her up with a couple of uh, uh, with more songs. We have uh, this real cute song. It just shows us that when it rains for 40 days and 40 nights... People that thought you were crazy aren't going to think you're crazy anymore, are they? Uh, this song is about Noah built a boat sitting in the sand, told everybody. Everybody said, man, you've lost your mind this time. That thing ain't never going to float. But Noah obeyed. And Genesis 6, 4, it says, make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and out with pitch. And Noah did just that. This says, so let them call you crazy. Maybe it's true. But there's nothing impossible to do with a little bit of faith and a whole lot of hope. And Luke 137 says, For nothing will be impossible with God. Third verse that this song talks about says, When God opens a door, He'll lead you through. So I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door which no one is able to shut. Revelations 3.8 talks about just that. When God opens up a door, it can't be shut at all. And the fourth uh, verse in this that we emphasize, it says, so, so take every chance you get and don't you quit. Because if you believe it's true, it starts with you. And Galatians 6.9 says, And let us not grow weary of doing good. 
for in due season we will reap if you do not give up. Let's worship them. No one built a boat. People gonna tell you you're crazy fool. Dreams are something you wake up from and not pursue. When God opens a door, well, He'll lead you through. So take that leap of faith or you regret what you didn't do. Remember, Noah built a boat sitting in the sand. Told everybody, everybody said, man, you've lost your mind this time. That thing ain't never gonna float So let them call you crazy, maybe it's true But there's nothing impossible to do With a little bit of faith And a whole lot of hope wasn't even supposed to rain When Noah built a boat It won't be easy And that's a cold hard fact it can spin you around, flip you upside down, leave you flat on your back. And when you think you can't, just hold your head up high. Until it rains for 40 days and 40 nights. Remember, Noah built a boat, sitting in the sand. Told everybody, everybody said, man, you've lost your mind this time. That thing ain't never gonna float So let them call you crazy, maybe it's true But there's nothing impossible to do With a little bit of faith And a whole lot of hope wasn't even supposed to rain When no one built a boat you get, don't you quit, cause if you believe it's true, it starts with you, Noah built a boat, sitting in the sand, told everybody, everybody sitting, man, you've lost your mind this time, that thing ain't never gonna float, so let them call you crazy, maybe it's true, but there's nothing impossible to do with a little bit of faith And a whole lot of hope wasn't even supposed to rain When Noah built a boat Oh, Noah built a boat fun, huh? That's Curtis Grimes. And the draft tells us, uh, and let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Galatians 6, 9. Hmm. We're going to end the broadcast tonight with a Holy is the Lord. Again, uh, that was Curtis Grimes, who we've had on the show many times. Uh, beautiful soul fighting to Nashville. And it's amazing what the, these arts entertainment industries are going to be transformed as this cabal falls. Because holy is the Lord, God Almighty, the earth is filled with his glory. 
and Isaiah and the Revelations. The Old Testament talks about it, and then the New Testament says, the Old Testament, Isaiah 6, 3 says, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And Revelation says, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And we see a second verse or a lyric here. It says, For the Lord, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. How great, how awesome is he. Nehemiah 8.10 says, And do not be greed, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Beautiful verse. Psalm 47.2 says, For the Lord Most High is awesome. He is a great king over all the earth. And then this talks about, and that together we sing, everybody sing. Psalm 96, verse 1, that talks about, oh, oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Talking about all the earth there. And addressing one another in psalms. This is Ephesians 5.19. Addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. Let's do that right now. In holy is the Lord. We stand and lift up our hands. For the joy of the Lord is our strength. We bow down and worship Him now. How great, how awesome is He. And together we
We really appreciate you guys joining us tonight. Um, we do this Mondays and Thursdays of praise and prayer. We also have a similar program called Word and Worship where we teach the word in between these beautiful songs, beautiful music videos that we can just worship to. That's on Friday night where we go over the book of John and where I teach with Gus. And then I do uh, continue teachings on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. CST. So we invite you to just get closer to the God with this beautiful worship videos in both praise and prayer and word and worship. You can be backstage on Zoom with us all by just going to blessedteach.com, bless with the number two teach.com. By the way, that's where you can get to everything. Go to blessedteach.com. You can get the free show notes of every link I show you here. You'll get access to that. Um, then you go to uh, blessedteach.com and you go to the backstage tab. This is where you can come here for free. What used to be seventeen seventy-six a month is now pay forward model. So you can come backstage. And it's also the link to the neighborhood. That's where we are all are we're, we're getting together to uh, the Facebook replacement. You can download it on your phone, neighborhood.social. Go to blessedteach.com. You also can get to the training where we have the Impactor for Truth course that you can take in a self-paced manner. It's an online course to teach you how to red pill your friends, how to bond with your friends and family, how to uh, support the reliability of the Bible, and most importantly, to really understand your spiritual gifts and know what God's called you to what you're calling and how to walk in that beautiful little four-week uh, self-paced class it only takes a few hours a week and then we do live sessions i'm just digging into these each um, tuesday night right now and that will do do and that's all recorded in case you miss it so all that's available on blessedteach.com so if you've never visited there go check it out it's also a store there of all kinds of patriot companies um, that you get links to the Kirk Elliott and Share Healthcare that we talked about tonight and many, many, many other companies that are patriot companies that love the Lord. That's the beautiful thing about it. Um, with that, we are going to wrap her up tonight. Let's ask all the uh, backstagers to unmute and say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Good night. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Goodbye. Goodbye. Shalom, shalom. God bless. God bless. God bless lots. Yes. Love bye, you. everybody. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye. bye. I love you all. God bless you. Shalom. 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 Shalom.